0: All right, well, uh, hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to week two of Pursuit for Purpose. So, man, guys, I got to le- let each and every one of you know that you hold a very special place in my heart for being here and giving your time, you know, hoping to take something back into your life and, and use it to better yourself. I applaud you for wanting to be a part of your own rescue. I, I, I say this at times and, and that I don't mean to go too deep, but, but I'm over it. Uh, It just must be said here now that we no longer get to worry about what others think and whether or not our beliefs are too strong for others. Life is deep, it's full of choices, and many of those choices do not lead us down the road that we wish to go. I'd recently heard that when moments of decision and commitment bring you to the crossroads of choosing between the winning and losing road, you must always choose the winning road because nothing that we care about becoming is down that losing road. There are other people here that weren't in that first Zoom meeting. So I'm gonna go ahead and give you a brief synopsis of what it is that we're doing here. Pursuit for Purpose has come to life with you in mind. We're trying to help feed you the simple, powerful principles, pillars, disciplines, and perspectives that will assist you in making the best decisions that lead you towards molding yourself into the human that you know you wanna be. There've been roadmaps that have been laid before us in many different fashions, and we will learn from those who have prospered and succeeded using these same principles. Maybe this is your right time to start working on yourself a little bit more than you have in the past. This week, we will be discussing the pillar topic of discipline. Discipline is something that every single one of us as an athlete, coach, or parent understands as a crucial point towards learning the needed skills to get to where we want to go. But the bigger picture of why discipline is such a catalyst to who we can become is that we possess a tool in self-discipline and our sport of choice that can be used to benefit the other non-sporting areas of our lives, which at the end of the day is exactly what matters most. Personal preparation for life. If we're choosing to ignore the disciplines we learn in our sport and not translate that into our education, our physical fitness, our nutrition, and our spirituality, then guys, I think that we're missing the point of why we're growing through these challenges in our sport. And I realize not everyone has gotten a chance to watch some of the videos that were recommended, but their starting points of conversation to hopefully drive interactive discussion. I will post these here in the chat and you can view them at a different time and I'm more than happy to be able to take some time in a one-on-one virtual or a phone-based setting to talk about any opinions or discussions that you guys want to have. I apologize that I've been a little long-winded in my intro. I got a little bit more to go, especially to communicate to you guys that this stuff is way easier to teach than it is to do. I'm in process myself constantly. And I'm going to remain so my whole life because discipline is an everyday choice, as is the process of bettering yourself. Zig Ziglar likes to say that you can finish your education, you can even make it easy, but you'll never stop learning. Uh, I will be continuing to quote others like Zig Ziglar, Inky Johnson, Les Brown, John Maxwell, Jim Rohn, Jesus Christ, Tony Robbins, and many, many others, because the work that they've done is valuable and full of wisdom. Another thing that Zig Ziglar likes to say is, The person who can't read is really just as well off as the person who can read and chooses to do nothing about it. Top of the legends before us that will be quoted, one of the beautiful parts about the community we are building is that we'll be joined weekly by a guest already in process of their own journey that also bases much of what they do on the fundamental principles that we might be talking about. We get to be students, guys, not followers. So take the information you hear, see where it hits you in your life and apply it Alter it, adjust, and adapt as needed that best suits you. Now we get to the fun, guys. Seriously, we got a good one today. I I still don't get it myself how people and and especially our guests have been so welcoming to just a guy with a dream, you know. But but I can tell you this: in one action of kindness, he's built an avalanche of good that will grow into this world because each of us has the opportunity now. To take that same kindness and welcoming nature to the others that are on their own journey. And you better believe it only fuels my own genuine desire to assist as many people as I can in the same welcoming manner as he, that he has to me. Our guest tonight has been a proponent of mental training for the past 30 plus years. And I felt like it was a great guest to bring in to talk about the topic of discipline. what I will call the godfather of mental development and arm care in the sport of baseball, we have all benefited from the work he has poured into his own life, all for you to intentionally increase your own abilities both mentally and physically. He's worked with countless professionals including Cy Young winner Barry Zito and I have to believe that the best of what he can offer the athletic community and the mental development community is still ahead of him. Ladies and gentlemen, Let's welcome Alan Jager of Jager Sports to the program. Alan, thanks a ton for being, being on, man.
1: The floor is yours. Well, first of all, Kirk, thank you for having me on and obviously what you're doing in this community to spread such an important message of, of mental health, mental well-being, development. Uh, that's why coach is coach. And I would argue that's why players play. You know, we're we're all trying to get better. We're all trying to develop to be, you know, the best version of ourselves as we can. Um, Ironically, when you brought this this principle up to me, (laughs) it was really one of those moments uh, in my life that got my attention because I feel like I need to work on my discipline. And, you know, I I wrote a book back in the 90s, and the book has eight chapters. And one of the chapters, chapter seven, I believe, maybe maybe chapter five, but anyway, the chapter is called Discipline. And I look back to the beginnings of my writings and I I, think that an entire chapter of eight chapters was devoted to the word discipline. um, it, It helped me really reconnect to that. And so I feel like I want to learn as much from this about, you know, and I want to develop as well going forward because we're all, look, as you said, Kirk, you know, we're all trying to get better. We're all trying to work on stuff. We all have maybe some old behaviors, old patterns, old programming that might get in the way of our highest good. And so I'm really looking forward to talking about this. The funny thing is, is as much as I do need to work myself on it, I do feel like, you know, 31 years ago when I first started my practice, that um, I had to be very, very disciplined in countless ways, um, including spending four years almost daily writing a book um and so i do feel like i I have a a strong connection with it but i think tonight is good because i do feel i need a little bit of a reboot myself so just so you know i'll be talking to myself a lot too not just to to you guys and then the last thing i'll say is um when you have an opportunity to be on in a group like this it's very intimate um it's really important that you feel like you have a voice too so Just know that we're going to open this up as soon as possible to questions and discussion. Um, And as Kirk said, I I want to thank each and every one of you because Sunday nights at 8 p.m. or whatever time it is in in, in the part of the country you're in, you know, there's a lot of things you have choices to do. And the fact that you've chosen to give this a try, uh, I actually think says a lot about you. It means you're very growth oriented and maybe this is a topic that, you know, deep down is something that, is not only valuable to you, but valuable to you as a coach, whether it's as a parent or, or as a teacher or as a coach. So I'm excited to get going. And again, we're gonna to try to make sure this is very interactive. If, you're, uh, if your video is not on, you can totally keep it off and there's no pressure. Uh, but I feel like if you are around and can turn your video on, it just feels a lot more intimate. Um, but again, you're not gonna lose points Uh, if your video is off and sometimes people are doing things where they just have to have the video off and that's fine I just want to make sure you know that we'd love to see your face if you're on um, but if not I get it it's not a problem so Kirk with that I'll I'll hand it back to you but thanks again for everybody to you know hanging on and and hanging out absolutely I I appreciate it Alan again definitely
0: just uh, you you know I, I got a whole bunch of humility that I gotta just wear all over my sleeves that that people uh, much, uh, much higher in the sporting world have uh, reached down and and been willing to, you know, help lift me up. And uh, I I really appreciate everything that you guys have continued to do. And, uh, you know, just one thing that makes me so excited about all this stuff and just getting a chance to connect with yourself, getting a chance to connect with other individuals is, and just getting to be genuinely excited about caring about what other people are working towards in their life. That just feels like such a, a fun how, I'm just dang excited that I, I get this opportunity you know week in week out now to continue hopefully just spreading uh spreading some positive messages for sure so you know with that I want to get started with just some kind of uh brief questions and and let you get some answers and then we'll get into some uh you know community interaction and, and see what you guys might have as far as some thoughts but Alan one of the first questions that I want to ask is uh is what does your discipline mean to you?
1: Well if you've been following us on Twitter today I've been well, the last few days I've been posting some ideas about discipline. Um, I think the first thing that jumps out to me is discipline is usually something that you know, and I'm going to use the word truth probably 150 times today, (laughs) but it's something, you know, deep down, you can say your gut, you can say your intuition. It's just something, you know, that you really want to do, even though um, it's a path of more resistance. I'll give you an example. You're in an age now, maybe you're in college or high school and you you now know that uh, drinking Coke, um, or you're drinking too much Coke or soda. And you may say, you know what, instead of having uh, a, a 60 ounce or a night or a day, I'm gonna have, uh, I'll have a Coke every other day, which can be very hard for people to make that adjustment. And by the way, you can substitute anything you want for Coke. It could be alcohol, uh, it could be picking your nails. I mean, you know, there's endless things that you may be doing that you're just like, you know, I really need to shut that down. It's not helping me. And in fact, it's stressing me out or it's making me feel more unhealthy. I'm just doing it because I'm used to doing it or it's a creature comfort. And we all have them. I have them. Believe me. Um, there was a time I was having almost a pint of ice cream at night before I went to bed. Now I, I eat relatively well. Don't get me wrong. I take good care of my body, but you know, I knew that was too much. So um, so back to discipline, for me, a simple kind of concept of discipline is just, just to know that there's this higher knowingness, this truth in you, this gut feeling like, man, I, I just, that's not serving me anymore, and I know I need to do this, but to do that, it's change, and it's, it's not easy, and it's maybe not as fun at first, and it, it, it's not going to make me feel as gratified by that Coke. But... Maybe after a week of doing it, you're like, okay, that was really hard to give up Coke every other day, but I actually feel better. And I'll tell you one other thing that I feel is a really important piece, the discipline. When you do apply discipline, even though it might be very hard on the front end, something happens in you that, uh, like, a, a, like a good exhale, something your tells you like, oh, that, was, that, that is the right thing. Like that actually feels better. Right? I know I would have been happier in the moment having that piece of chocolate but by not having it I actually feel stronger and and I will say this as you apply discipline to your life in various areas and you and you pull it off you actually succeed there's a there's a there's this sense of like almost strength that goes the opposite way to to the party that sort of is used to maybe giving in and I don't want to make it sound like giving in because it's <laughs> It's just being human. You know, we have these vices we all have, but, um, but you can get on a roll in a disciplined way to where now you're looking to do disciplined things because now you start realizing that I just feel better when I do this. I feel stronger. I feel I'm living in my truth. There's the word again. Um, so I would just say that's sort of one thing. You'll notice in some of the key words that I think jump out that are sort of the counter to discipline, rationalization, and you know, these are words you might want to write down, rationalization, procrastination, um, justifying. um, If you're feeling lazy for the wrong reasons, sometimes it's very healthy to come home from a long day and sit on the couch and watch TV and and just kind of go numb. That's not, I don't consider that laziness. I consider that uh, a well-deserved rest. But if it's the kind of laziness that you sort of know, like, I really need to clean up my room, you know, I should have cleaned up my room this morning and I know I should go do it now. And your mind's saying, well, I'll do it after the game. 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 And then four hours later, you go to bed and you didn't do it. There's that moment of truth where you're like, I'm just going to hit pause. I'm going to get up. It's going to take me five minutes. I'm going to, and when you do it again, there's that feeling of like, okay, that was the path of more resistance, but I feel, I felt good doing it. I felt cathartic. And, and by the way, when you do attack these, these discipline moments, you'll also notice it helps to get the mind quieter, because if there's something in your truth telling you to do something, to do something for the right reason, and you're not doing it and you're delaying it by rationalizing or, or using one of these counter-discipline sort of concepts then you start to realize, wow, I keep thinking about something. And now what you're doing is you're putting your head in a space where you're thinking, worrying, thinking, worrying. And if you followed any of the stuff we've done with meditation, you know, one of the real goals of meditation is to empty your mind and quiet your mind. So you can go into this flow and this real instinctive, intuitive state. So sort of an overview, there's, you know, I tweeted something earlier about discipline in your players, discipline in your kids. How do you make that fair? Um, so there's a lot of, of course, discipline is a major, major topic. So at least for starters, I just want to give you at least a little bit of an overview of, of kind of what discipline means to me. So, Kirk, we'll, we'll go with that for now. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Well, can you take a second and uh, tell the group about
0: how mindfulness training has been a benefit to helping you personally Make positive adjustments to your self-discipline?
1: Well, this is getting deep, but when you have a mental practice, meditation, where daily you're, you're spending time getting quieter, starting to watch your thoughts, maybe notice the kinds of thoughts you're having that maybe aren't serving you, that maybe are more justifying and rationalizing and delaying gratification, you know, that, not, not wanting immediate gratification, right? As you start to watch those thoughts, then you start gaining more insight into how your mind works. And so your mind may be used to going more down a a lazier or a procrastinating path, because again, it's comfortable, it's easy, it's the path of least resistance. And the other path, the discipline path, may be the path of more resistance. But at least you get to watch how your mind is operating. And so now you get to go to school on it. The other reason I love meditation and, and its role of discipline, discipline is because the act of meditating to me is a very disciplined act. You have to cut time out of your day. You have to establish a place to go to say, I'm going there for my own mental health or mental well-being or mental or discovery. But And then the last thing I'd say about the mental practice is why it's, there's discipline involved is because it takes discipline to sit there. And at first, maybe notice your thoughts, and then you get into these conversations with your thoughts. And It takes discipline to say, you know what, I'm not going to get into that conversation with my thoughts anymore. That's just taking me down to a road of of distraction and drama and the future and the past. So you can actually start to develop some discipline skills just by the act of mental practice. I'll give you one last example. If right now I said to everybody, hey, we're going to do inhale one, exhale two, inhale three, exhale four. We're going to count to 50. And let's just see how well, and this is, more, I know, partly a concentration deal too. But let's just see if we can get to 50. Well, part of it's concentration and part of it's mental discipline to say, hey, I'm staying with this, even though my mind is saying, well, why are you doing this? Or I'm hungry, or I got to call Joe later tonight, right? So you're getting some distractive thoughts, or you're getting the thought, that we're looking out for now, which is, oh man, I don't really need to do this. I don't really want to do this. This is work. This is, you know, there's that other side. There's that more rationalization, procrastination, path of least resistance, those kinds of thoughts coming in. And now you get to practice just saying, hey, my thoughts can think whatever they want, man. I'm I'm going to be disciplined and say, I'm not losing track till I get to 50. And it doesn't mean you won't It just means that you're very determined and committed. And to me, that's another quality or characteristic of discipline. It's starting to learn how to push through the path of least resistance or push through distraction and stay in tune. Again, here's the word, stay in tune with your truth, stay in tune with that that you feel is more of taking you more to your highest good. Like what really matters? Is it the, is it the beer or is it the water? Like, I'm not saying there's not a time and a place where people might want to have a beer. I'm not saying you can't have a beer. I'm just saying it's sort of like you're starting to make those choices. of, um, You know what? It's raining outside today, so I'm not going to go out and throw or whatever. Deep down, something inside of you said, wait a minute, I'm in great throwing shape. I don't want to miss a day of throwing. Like I I don't care if I have to do bands in my room or throw into a mattress in, in the wall but I'm going to get it done. Now that's discipline. I'm going to get it done versus the mind is saying it's it's wet out. It's cold. I don't, I don't really want to go set up my mattress in my room. Plus my favorite movies on right now, or, or this, or this, this video game that I I, I I want to continue playing. And so again, you can see how these themes keep coming up with discipline. So I kind of went a little off track, but the meditation piece to it is that a lot of great things can happen in meditation, just for starters, to make you aware of how your mind works. So you can start be noticing Well, what kind of patterns are my mind, is my mind spewing out to me, especially out in the world when I'm not in my meditation and ready for it, but now I'm maybe more vulnerable to old patterns and behaviors. That, I love it, Alan. I love it. And uh, man, you'd you, triggered me
0: on a couple of different things right there that now I, got, I feel like I got, I got to go right after as well too and just to, to comment on but man how how uh yeah I'm gonna mess up his name but uh it's dostoevsky He uh, says that uh, there are hundreds of young men who would die for the truth but very few who would spend five years to know what the truth is and it's we we do right now live in ourselves an instant gratification world, but I think a lot of that instant gratification comes from the fact that we have so much instant thoughts that come through all of the time for ourselves. And without the intention of our day, a little bit more planned out and structured, it makes it harder for your disciplines that you want to outweigh those thoughts to actually take fold. So you, you, you kind of broached on a couple of those different things of, you know, holding that thing and squeezing it. Well, I believe that if we were able to know what we wanted to get out of the day or out of that moment in that segment, when those thoughts come in, it's easier to dismiss it because, you know, I got an action to do right now and I'm not letting this thought win and take me off course from, from where I'm going. But, uh, the, uh, let me get uh, to the, uh, the next question for you. Um, but this one's a little bit more, uh, vulnerable. Do you mind sharing about a time earlier in your journey where you felt from a personal standpoint that, you know, your discipline lacked what it needed for you to accomplish your goals?
1: I'd say right now I'm going through that period. I'd say that when I started Jager sports, which really wasn't Jager sports, it was just me out there in the world, you know, teaching and (laughs) professing things I believed in. But, uh, I think my push for the first 10 to 15 years was, um, you know, I feel good. I feel good saying that I I I don't think I had a choice in a way. I was I was too determined to just as you're doing now with these these Zoom meetings and your your purpose right your mission. I was on a mission to get a few things out there in the world that I thought were really important. One was mental health, mental well-being, and the mental game. Two was arm care and throwing and arm conditioning, and um, you know just <clears throat> really focusing on the arm is, is something that's really important and not something that you do to just play catch and get ready for the day. And three was yoga. I got heavy into yoga in the nineties. And, uh, so kind of those three areas, I just, you know, you know, that feeling when someone it's sort of like someone gives you a, a, a great line or saying, and you want to share it with people. Um, I just, I was at a point in my life where I felt like I cannot wait to tell the world what I feel lucky enough to have, stumbled upon. And, and of course, I've learned over the years, it's just, it's the universe's way of just, you know, I'm just a conduit, right? I'm, I'm just sharing. I'm lucky enough that I feel like to have gotten this, these ideas and, and what have you. But, uh, but I felt like I was very disciplined because my truth was overriding everything. My truth to share, my truth to impact people, um, my truth to get the word out. Um, So I I just have to say that my discipline, for the most part, has always been a a strength. Although, like any human being, I've had plenty of times throughout my life where I've had my own challenges with discipline. So I I would just say that generally, I've had to be very disciplined to, to, to do the things that I've done in my life. But there's always been a time throughout my life, for the most part, where I felt like I needed to apply it. But right now in my life, I need to apply it maybe more than ever. Um, so I don't know if I have a, a particular story or not. I would just say this, the theme tonight, I hope that everybody takes away is to just do your own inventory. And we're going to talk later on about this idea of a, a buddy system where you kind of have accountability with, a, with one of your best friends uh, or family members. It doesn't matter to where you just say, okay, <clears throat> this is the question to ask. What, what is going on in my life? that I'm probably doing that I shouldn't maybe be doing or I'm not doing that I should be doing you know here's another simple one I I exercise twice a week but I really should be closer to four to five I'm just making stuff up I go to the gym once a week I really should be three times a week um, I was doing sit-ups for a while and I was just killing it and I felt so good and I've stopped doing them so you pick something that's achievable and reasonable nothing that's so out of the world that you're going to just Going to be a tough battle to get through and even start. Um, But I say, like, for for me, that's sort of the theme tonight is to figure out what kinds of things are happening in your life that you want to improve on. You know, for me, I can give you a few examples. For one, I'm wanting to get up earlier. Um, I have a lifestyle now, and I've had it pretty much my whole life where I've had a very flexible schedule. I've never had to really be somewhere on a certain time. So I tend to go to bed late, get up late. I'm still you know, I still get a lot of stuff done. I still make time for my meditation. I make time for my stretching. I make time for my exercise with tennis. Um, but there's a part of me now that it feels very real. Like, Hey, this is, uh, this is something that is important. And you maybe you've been rationalizing away. Um, so I would say that I don't really, Just other than things I need to work on now, um, nothing really stands out in my life. But look, if I look back, I could definitely pick out probably any week in the last 30 years and say, there were some things I could have done and should have done better. Um, So I think for now, it's more important really just to talk about, hey, where are we at? And what kinds of changes do we feel we need to make in our lives that are just, look, at the end of the day, this is ultimately lining you up with your truth. In other words, this is how you really... The funny thing is about discipline is I, I actually, in my first book, I talk about um, it's the sword of your truth. It's the it's the truth. It's the spokesman of your truth. So when you do these discipline acts and you discover the things that maybe you really should be doing or that you're not doing, the irony is, is as tough as it might seem at first to do, deep down, you always know, like, that's one that I really... I don't like the word should, my mom always got me on should, there's no, I don't like shoulds and and all that, but it's one of those things where, you know, in your core, like that's an adjustment that is, I maybe don't want to do, but I know I need to do for the benefit of my life. And I know ultimately I'm going to feel much better doing it. And that is the, that's a little bit of the paradox of discipline. At first, it's hard to apply. It's tough to push through that resistance. But the payoff when you do it is you look back and you go, what was I thinking? Like that, of course, that was something I know I needed to adjust.
0: It's, it, it, that's awesome, and I mean, you, you're talking about those adjustments and even speaking right now, you know, candidly about your own self, knowing that there are things that you feel like you want to do. We're always going to be feeling those things. But for yourself, even more so, you know, one of the, we're all going to pay a price, either the price of discipline or the price of regret, you know, and we're going to pay one and what are we going to choose to do? Because ultimately it is our choice. And going back to one of your first answers that you had said, you feel better after you make those disciplined choices for yourself, especially, you know, when I'm speaking from an athlete's perspective right now, when we're talking about the fact that we work out, We challenge ourselves. We do these different things in these environments that we get a mental sweat. And when you can get that focus-driven mentality for yourself, I mean, and and complete an event that that you chose to be a part of, I feel like it just opens those doors to your abilities of what you can walk through on when you're forced to make other different decisions and how you handle yourselves, uh, you know, in those moments. And the more disciplined choices that you don't make that lead you towards being a little bit unhappy I bet there is different correlations that makes it be where you snap a little bit faster you don't want somebody pointing out somebody that something you said it's easier to make that excuse because every time you let that victory win it thinks it's the the status quo again and Everything that we're trying to do is trying to not get ourselves to change because our natural physical state is to find comfort, and we know. And and when I talk about these different disciplines, and I talk about these different things, we also have to also know that we're our own individuals, and we can only measure to our own different things. I, for myself, unfortunately. And fortunately, I've had a burning desire to do the different things placed on my heart, which means I have a bigger weight of discipline that is placed on my shoulders to get out what I want to get out into the world. But you know what? Those same disciplines can be applied to the very simple things that people want to do. And, and Alan, I don't want to take anything away from yourself real fast, but I wanted to comment towards uh, Jim, real fast and just, uh, man, I want to thank you so much for having your kids on, um. And, uh, and I'm assuming they're your kids, but uh, uh, having young ones on because guys, if I ever learned something like this at your age, I can't imagine where I would be now. And, and it's just about planting the seeds to start the process for yourself. It's not about being perfect. That's not the goal for what you guys are going after. But what you guys should be going after is knowing that, hey, this is a separator. This is a skill to learn. And all of these different things that we're, starting to possess and starting to grow into when we start about talking about character and accountability and discipline and resilience those are skills and skills can be learned and skills can also be taught so can you imagine for yourself going through your day as young men feeling like you know you're doing the right things and how much better you're going to feel compounding that stuff as you start to find out in life What are the things that you care about that you want to now apply your disciplines to? So really, Jim, thank you so much for, for having, uh, for having your your family on.
2: Absolutely. Well, thank you for doing this because I think it's, um, I, I, think it is really important for them to hear this part of whatever process they want to go through, whatever they, whatever goals they want to achieve. Um, what we always talk about is that you can have the best laid plan. Um, that, that you know that the plan that's unexecuted doesn't really matter but it, even if you just have a plan you stick to it your discipline whatever it is whether it be sports or life school business anything um you know you're going to be successful so yeah i appreciate you guys having this and and for acknowledging the fact that they're here and you know potentially learning that skill absolutely absolutely and uh, you know I'll, i i've probably
0: been saying this a little too dang much lately but just straight to to you two young men we're not all going to get drafted by the Yankees but we all will get drafted in life and so what are you going to be doing through the process of growing up to raise your stock as a young man and as a human being building your networks and doing your different things that are going to allow you to build those relationships that uh, allow those different doors to open because if we want the major leagues we want the highest level of goals that we set well then it's still going to have to be matched with the work ethic that gets up there and we don't always all have the same god-given abilities that are going to allow the major leagues to happen but you know what we all have the abilities to to build ourselves through different skills and if this falls you're still going to land right in the right place of where you know the good lord's supposed to be having you for yourself and at the end of the day again, we're trying to learn these skills to apply them to actual life because, hey, I, I think sports are great, but from a personal opinion, when I had those aspirations of who I wanted to be, they were all back doors into how I can actually be an effective human being and a contributor to society. It, it, was, it was just the way in more than it was the way out. You know, it, it, That's always what it was for myself as far as thinking that I can get to those mountaintops was just who else can I help once I get here? Um, Alan, uh, I uh, one of the last questions that I had had you you kind of answered perfectly in your last answer. So, man, I really do think that we're in a great spot right here to open things up to the uh, to the floor after you maybe have one uh, one or thing or so to uh, to add to the conversation and try to get this group interacting and talking.
1: Yeah, I will. And and Jim, it was good to hear your feedback and also have your kids on. It is when you get to kids at a young age, man. It, I I joke with everybody about if they could start. Doing some kind of meditation visualization breathing exercise in elementary school even if they don't even know why they're doing it I just think our world would be light years ahead of where we are now so I'm really glad to see the kids on there Um, I have one last thing to say so we can get to some interaction and and really all questions by the way are, are cool like I don't care if it's about you know your self-discipline or dealing with your players or um, any questions or challenges so far, that, that'd that be great. Something when Kirk was talking also struck me is very interesting. Um, one is when you do one thing that's a discipline act that you've been kind of putting off for a while, it is fascinating what happens. You What, what happens is you notice that you're you're changing something that you've done for a long time. So again, not exercising at all. And now you're like, you know what? I I need to at least get in the gym two or three times. And that first week you do it, what you start to notice is that you have this pattern that you've been sort of falling into for years and not going to the gym. And then you break the pattern, even though it's tough. And what that does is it, it opens you and you start realizing that there's this other world when I break this pattern. And to me, this is a huge deal because you can start to notice that in any aspect of your life. If you're like me, I'm, I'm, I'm never really late, late, but I'm pretty good at being one to three minutes late kind of thing. And I want it. That's going to be my thing this week. Kurt. I want to be, I'm not exaggerating. I want to be Lombardi time. I really do. I want to be somewhere 10 minutes early. No joke even five, just, I'll take five for now, right? Remember, when you pick your discipline assignments, make them doable. (laughs) So what happens is, is when you take yourself out of your comfort zone of things that are just easy, and again, you're used to doing it, you have these behavioral programs, right? And so if you have it here, you may have it there, you may have it over there. When you break one, what this does is it gives you a chance to experience this insight as if you've now opened the door to this awareness that you're changing your patterns, you're changing a program, you're expanding your ability to get more out of life, so to speak. So I want to make that point. And if you don't believe me, change something tonight or tomorrow. I don't care if it's one thing, like what time you go to bed or what time you get up or something that you know that you really want to do and need to do and you need to change. And you'll see it might feel a little uncomfortable, but you realize that you, you've, you, you've got out of this lane. Like maybe you're in these lanes and maybe for the most part you're, you're doing life well, um, but there's some areas that are very restrictive and limiting to you. And you open up one of those areas and I'm just telling you, you have a chance to experience this opening in other areas. So the point is you start to realize, wow. There's a lot more going on in life by applying a little bit of discipline here and there that maybe you just don't realize because you're just sort of, you're on autopilot. I'm not saying autopilot's not working for you, but if you're honest with yourself, you may, you may take some time and and ponder this and may say, you know, I'm doing like a 90% job. I'm doing a great job at life, but there's a few things here that I really, I'm ready. It's time. Maybe this zoom call was the was the deal that I'm ready to sort of, and then you do it. And I feel like you might be surprised at how that opens the door to not only feeling better about changing that habit, but then you realize, wow, I can apply this over there too and over there too. And I can actually understand people that are dealing with discipline issues. I can now identify better with them and help them through it. Um, So I would say that's just sort of one thing I would throw out there. I will throw out one other thing and then we'll get going. Um, I, I remember I'm just, I'm having flashbacks from my book. This is 30 years ago. Now, I, I think I wrote at one point in the chapter, you have to also be careful to discipline, discipline. And at first that sounds kind of funny, but if you get to a point where you're starting to make these changes and feeling better, and now you're on a roll, there also comes a point where it's like, okay, I took a hundred hacks today. And that was really good. I took 50 extra. And you're like, wow, that was above and beyond. And then you're like, well, I I, I'm doing well with this discipline thing. Let me, let me do another 50. And there comes a point you have to be, it's, 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 it's a, it's a real paradox, but you also have to be mindful of like, okay, now is this overkill? Because as we all know in life, there's something called the law of diminishing returns. Right. Mm -hmm. So then you have to start realizing, okay, wait a minute. I mean, okay, I, I went to bed at 9 p.m., I got up at 5.45, I did my gym, I did my this, I did my that, I did, and so you got 20 things lined up, and, and, and a lot of them will make you feel better, per se, but then at some point, you might, like, let's say, burn out, or it's too much, um, so I would say just, just be aware of overkilling it, which I don't know if it's really possible, but it, it could be a little bit, and the other thing I want to mention as part of, I hope, a question that may come up is because I feel really good about this topic, which is how you bring discipline to your kids or your players, so that it's fair and reasonable and in a, a win-win. I think I think the word discipline gets thrown around as a coach, and it can really be misconstrued. Like you're disciplining them by having them run twenty pulls, um, and I'm not saying there's not a time and a place to do consequential stuff I don't know about 20 polls but um, but I think that if if you guys are interested that would be another thing to broach it's sort of like this idea of bringing discipline to your players or your kids in a way to where they can't say that was unfair because if you discipline kids and this is I think I'm glad I'm bringing this up because I think this is a big deal if you bring discipline to kids the wrong way as we all know right? It can totally backfire. And so I do feel like there is a way, maybe I'll talk a little bit about it because in case, just, just to be safe, but I feel like if you don't bring it up the right way, and I do believe there is a right way, there might be many right ways, but the way that's worked for me, and maybe this is, I'll leave it on this note and then we will do our, our Q&A. Um, what I do and what I did, I was, so I was a junior college coach for like three to four, you know, fourth year was sort of halftime, but I was there, let's say four years. Um, and then I had private, private camps and clinics for a long, long time with my own players, not just on the road, but I mean, at home, we had our own private groups. And so I do feel like I've had a good opportunity to apply, you know, discipline from a coaching point of view. And what I found really worked well, and it was almost like impossible for the kids to not to refute. <laughs> I always explain to them up front the rules. Okay. Now, some of this for you guys might be discipline 101, and you might already do this, and that's great, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> um, I'll give you an example. Players late to practice. Now, when I went to, by the way, when I was in high school, uh, I was at a very reputable high school program with a reputable coach, Um, if you were late, you might be off the team first time. I mean, that was it. You're just, can you imagine that? So there's a form of discipline you can say there. Um, nowadays I know it's a lot different, but let's say someone's, you know, late and you're kind of nice to them. Like, Hey, just, just no problem. Just, you know, it wasn't really justifiable. They were late. Not not because of anything that really happened. Just, just, just don't do it again. Right just being a good guy. Then they're late the next day. So number one is how you talk to people, right? So for me, it's always in music, there's a minor and a major chord. Minor is down, major is up. So to me, it's a major chord. It's an uplifting, not you're pissed off that they've been late two days in a row and you're coming in with, with some anger. <laughs> You're just trying to get to a higher good with this person. You're trying to help them out. They may have a serious problem. So outside of being late. So you're doing more of what's called in law discovery, right? You're, you're investigating. Um, so you first have a, a healthy kind of conversation about, hey, what's going on? This and that. And they tell you and assuming it's nothing too extreme. They're just being a little lazy. They're rationalizing. They're procrastinating, whatever it is. And you say, look, here's what I want to do. I'm going to do this with you so that you agree this is fair. There's the word fair and reasonable. You say, look, I respect the fact you know, you're know you doing your best, but look, this is, we have team rules. okay? And this is symbolic of not only being on time, this is symbolic of us being in a position to, to win a championship or be as good as we can be. So this is a team thing, of course. So you come at them with Good energy, upbeat, major chord, conversational. First, find out what's going on. Um, so they know you care. Right. Right. So you're now empowering them versus I'm pissed off and I'm going to discipline you. Sorry, Jim, about the pissed off. You guys, you know, you might have heard that term before the kids. Uh, we'll try it's to. Okay. What was that? I said it's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll We'll try to clean it up a little bit now. <laughs> you're fine.
2: <laughs> They've heard
1: worse in the seventh grade locker room. I'm sure they have. Um, <laughs> I'm almost done. So now, you're in a good, there's a good vibe going on, right? Now they respect you, they appreciate you. they're more willing to listen. And then you're like, look, I just this is very important to me. You know we have rules about being on time, blah blah, 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 blah. So what I want to do, and, and I want to share this with you to make sure you're OK with it, so you hear, hear me clearly and we have put everything out there so there's no surprises. Um, but if you're late again, um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to ask you to sit in the dugout um, for the all of practice that day. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to say a word to you, actually, other than just, hey, hey Jim, hope you had a good day today. Um, you know, today, you know, I'm just going to have you sit in the dugout. Um, and then maybe if you do it again, then I might send you home. And then maybe the third time is we, I might have to let you, you know, let you go from the team. Okay, now how you figure that second part out is up to you. But see what I've done? I've created an environment where now we're we're collaborating. I've let the player know I care about that, even though deep down I might still be a little angry from the fact that they've been late two days in a row or the first day. I've now put out a very simple agreement. That they it is, it is explained up front, so they can't be surprised later by. I've even said to them, "Does this seem reasonable?" There's the word "reasonable" again. Does this seem reasonable to you? And and if they're, you know, if they're, if they're, if they're reasonable, they're going to say, "Of course, that's I understand. Like it's it's fair. You're just." You're just telling me if I'm late, then I just have to sit in the dugout. You're not yelling at me. You're not not kicking me off the team. Um, To me now, if they show up late again, you don't have to get mad now. You don't do anything. They've made a choice. The ground was already laid. You ask them very politely, just whether it's your star player or the last player on the team, it's irrelevant. You just ask them politely to sit on the bench, they cannot get mad at you, and in, in that moment, for one second, they may actually get kind of mad. away, like, well, wait, but I just, I, the, the, the bus, or you can say, no, no, no. Look, we, we had this discussion. So I feel like that interpersonal discussion on discipline is a really, really big deal, and I think it can, it can turn such a positive growth opportunity into such a negative one, like this, just because of, you know, the the, the way it's set up. So. Just wanted to make sure I put that out there as sort of another concept for the, rather than this is just all about self-discipline and and us. You know, I Mm -hmm. want this discussion because most people here are either coaches, obviously parents. Um, And I just think that's a really good area to go into. And then if there's something that we didn't really hit on yet because it's such a big topic that's really burning in your mind, um, this is the opportunity. So you can ask a question about something we haven't talked about, uh, you can follow up. You can even share if you've had success with something you've done um, mm-hmm. that's really worked well. We're all we're all students on this call, obviously. Um, so I think, Kirk, at this point, let's get you guys involved. And you can literally just unmute. They can just unmute themselves you yeah, and, and
0: fire away. Please, please, and thank you. Give the con- any contribution that you guys want. Please feel
3: free to add. Yeah, no, real quick. Um, and Alan, I appreciate it. it- I mean, saying a bunch of incredible stuff. Um, I think for, for me as a coach and as a younger coach, I, I try and stay away from uh, the extra sprints or extra physical um, things because I don't like to, I don't want them to hate, you know, doing those things. Um, I want them to understand that that's just part of being a college baseball player. Um, so, so for me, I try to relate it to myself, but without letting them know that. But, um, if you, if you're disciplined and you stay true, um, to what you're trying to accomplish and you fail, you can handle that a little bit more than when you lack discipline and then you fail, then you're going to look back with the regret um you know what could I have done what should I have done all that sort of stuff um so I just try to reiterate kind of often um just as a reminder like hey if if you're disciplined if you're working hard if you're preparing um the way you should be and you fail which you know in a game of failure um and you fail you're going to be able to handle that um and especially the two young guys that we've got um uh, joining us tonight is it's the same thing you know as you guys grow and develop from you know high school and beyond um, if you don't make it to that d1 school that you aspire to be at but you're at a different school you're gonna look back and say hey you know I was disciplined enough to get here mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that's great um, but it's like when you graduate high school and you don't get to an opportunity to play at the next level, you're going to look back and say, "Well, if I would have done this a little bit more, if I would have done that a little bit more, I would have I would have an opportunity somewhere." Just because you're disciplined doesn't mean it's going to work out, but you're going to be able to handle it um, a little bit more than if you're not disciplined.
1: Well, and also if you're disciplined, Chance, thank you. That was that's really good, really good feedback and input. But I would say this too, when you do apply the discipline to, and you feel like you really did it to the best of your ability, again, here's the word truth again. You feel in your inner truth like, hey, I did it right. Now, maybe I, I got a, a Division three scholarship versus a Division one, or I only played in the junior college. But you can walk away and feel really good about yourself because you know in your truth, your gut, your heart, right? You know that you did your job. And to me, that's that's fulfilling, and so yes, I I agree with what you're saying, Chance. And I feel like I feel like it's a huge deal. The more you can really evaluate yourself consistently and say I'm doing all the right things, then you have to be able to say, you know what, this was my path, and and, and see it as a positive. You know, the analogy I love is, you know, hitter. I remember hitters lining out and coming back to the dugout. I'm sure I did it at some point right? And they're upset. Well, for those of you that have followed us at all on Twitter with our process approach and how how big of a deal that is, if you hit a line drive and walk off the field and don't feel really, really good, you're allowed to have two seconds of disappointment. I get it. I'd be disappointed too if I I hit a ball on the screws and lined out. But within two to three seconds, I'm not exaggerating there has to be another immediate reaction to man i feel really really good about that like that was a great positive at bat and anything less than that to me it's a lack it's just a lack of perspective and that's why if you can understand that you did you did the right things discipline wise you honestly without overkilling it you really did the things you know you needed to do and whether you end up in the big leagues or junior college or whatever level if you don't get don't make it past high school you're just like you know what this is this is i'm fulfilled. i'm gratified that's the word gratified i'm gratified because i did my process right which is the discipline part i did my discipline right i hit the ball on i got the right pitch i was nice and relaxed i hit the ball on the screws what happens after that i can't control for the most part um
0: not not trying to throw you on the spot or anything like that, but uh, Mikey, did you have anything uh, before you possibly had to head off onto work? Oh, let me un- let me unmute you. Nope, you, you're gonna have to unmute yourself.
3: I think I just got it. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, you froze up a little Can bit, Mike, me? but I think we're good now.
3: Okay. Yeah. I actually, I really don't have anything to elaborate on. I took notes off of everything you said on my iPhone in the notes category, and I really appreciate you showing up the past two weeks. I am about to head to work, but this is really healthy for me. Thank you for
0: this opportunity. Absolutely, and, and one of the reasons why I wanted to point that out and, and not trying to throw you into any kind of bus, but we all get to make easy decisions on what we can or cannot do and what we choose to prioritize but did that now prioritization get placed at the forefront because you didn't put it at the forefront earlier in the day or different things of that nature but Mikey still had something to do up until the minute of where we're supposed to you know be coming in but he still chose to be here yet there's multiple people through this process that dang I'm five minutes late I'm not going to sign in I'm 20 minutes late I'm not going to sign in what you know at certain points You have to make decisions that benefit yourself, even if it means that you only get portions of it. You can't say, I can't work out today because I can't work out for the whole two hours that I want to work out. Well, then how about just 20 minutes today? How about some kind of movement? How come some some kind of growth? It's the same mentality that I'm trying to talk to many of my guys about in study hall where, coach, I don't have any homework to do. B.S., You have something you can do for two hours to get better as a human being right now. There's something that you care about that you can get better at. The choice is yours. You don't need to just sit here and talk about nothing and waste your life. There's plenty of other time that you're going to do that on your own devices. Make this time intentional. So, uh, Mikey, I really appreciate you being on. And, uh, you know, I hope you go uh, have a great day at work, man, for sure. Uh, Thank who who you. Else? Thank you, Mike. Great, great to have you on, Mike.
3: Absolutely. Yes, Mike has
0: been here for the past two weeks as well, too. So I appreciate you showing up for the past two weeks, Mikey. Thank you, man. How about, uh, Jim, I'd love...
2: Hey, Alan. Yes. What, what is it? What is it about the brain physiologically where we know what we should be doing when we do that activity, it makes us feel good, yet we still sometimes choose the path of least resistance. Is there something that, that, that is physical that we need to overcome in the brain you know, to, to get us going in the right direction? Again, I don't care what it is, whether it be in my job as a financial advisor or the boys doing something at school, with sports, whatever we all find excuses. So what is it that we know we should be doing, yet we still find the path of least resistance?
1: Yeah, it's funny, because someone just posted dopamine, which is very funny and actually very, very true. Um, I'm not an expert on the neurology of the brain. I would say this, um, I don't know if it's the id, you know, the immediate gratification centers, um, you know, maybe somebody on this call will have some input too. But I always look at it this way, Jim, and it's really a great question. Um, In a weird kind of way, it's like, well, if everything was that easy, everybody would do it kind of, you know, it's sort of like, sometimes I go there. Um, I don't know the real answer except to say this. Um, Things that allow us to grow start with change, right? And change for human beings can be very difficult because why? Well, From a young age, we develop neuroplasticity, right? We develop behavioral patterns and programming, right? So it's sort of like, think of it like this, your brain gets wired, right? Like a computer, it gets wired. So now the computer, if you hit A, it's gonna print A on the page. So you get sort of in a lane. So it's almost like a a self-fulfilling prophecy or just really it's more behavioral conditioning. Okay, so there's messages. So your brain is messaging us all the time, right? We're getting messages. Well, if the message always says that, you know, when I go to pick up uh, a bottle, I pick it up with my right hand. That's just what's um my that's that's just classical conditioning. Mm-hmm. So I feel like first of all we fall into this role of of just behavioral patterns. Why is it that the immediate gratification ones? Come so much easier in a way and why is it that this discipline or this this challenging it you know the path of more resistance like what's really going on there I don't really know there I'm sure there's centers of the brain um, there's a physiology in the brain that might explain it better but I just feel like a lot of it comes down to um, we can do things quickly and get gratified quickly which is where the dopamine comment is extremely accurate right that's how a lot of the mm-hmm. Facebook and a lot of these um, you know, big commercial advertisements, right? That's how a lot of it works is it gets a quick fix. So they know that. So they know the human mind, let's just say and the human behavior work that way. So for that reason, Jim, I'd almost just say, if you can sort of just make that leap into your daily life that, oh, my mind is, you know, just likes that dopamine, likes the quick fix. I'm not gonna, I'm look, if I have a piece of chocolate right now, that's gonna really satisfy me right? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. But if it's 11 at night, and caffeine's going to keep me up. My, my deeper discipline, my deeper truth is saying, dude, just don't don't go there. That's go have a have an apple, you know, and have some chocolate at, you know, 6pm tomorrow. Okay. Um, but as you know, the theme of tonight is really that is the path of more resistance. And it's again, it's change. So Jim, I'd just say part of the answer from, from my background is that change for human beings can be very, even simple things can be difficult because change means you're, you're going to probably be taking the path of more resistance, right? We all know this term creature comfort. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a reason why it's such a common term in our vernacular, cre- creature comfort. It's because we all have them right? We all have creature comforts. There might've been a hundred people that really wanted to be on tonight and deep down knew they should have been on this call tonight, but a creature comfort kicked in and I'm not judging them as right or wrong even, right? It's the human condition until that human condition we say changes, but it could have been a football game. It could have been a movie. It could have been a, they they got a little bit deeper in the video game. They didn't realize they were in. Um, there's a million reasons why the mind could have justified, because it's the path, it might have been the path of more resistance for people to, to do this, even though deep down they need to do it. So Jim, I know it's a, I kind of gave you a bit of a smorgasbord, but you know it might be interesting is Google, you know, just maybe Google um, why humans, you know, um, lean toward immediate gratification versus not. But I just think part of it is, is, is the sort of stuff that we all know. It's just, there's dopamine, there's a payoff. Um, and it just seems maybe it's not as sexy up front to do those tough things, even though it's very sexy. It's the ultimate sexy when you do it. And I almost think, and I'll give you one other analogy that I love, even though it's not exactly what you asked, but i learned this a long time ago, this, this visual that has really helped me. When you first try to do something new, right? And discipline is, is a new thing for a lot of people it's sort of like pushing a train right on a track. It it takes a lot of might to get the train going, right? And then you push and you push and maybe after 10 or 15 minutes, the wheels barely start to move and you just keep pushing and it's hard and there's resistance. And then the wheels with the momentum, the wheels start to pick up a little more. And then before you know it, maybe a few days later, maybe a couple months later, those. The moment, those wheels are moving and it's rolling and all of a sudden now you have a new behavioral program and a new behavioral pattern that's actually satisfying your truth it actually is making you feel good and all of a sudden these other programs come up about immediate gratification you're starting to go i, I just that doesn't even interest me anymore like i just not that you can't have a piece of chocolate but you start noticing like wow so you change the program to where now the path of more resistance is the path of, of I would just say the, the right path. Um, but that's another good thing to sort of keep in mind about not only why it's hard to get discipline in life, but to to have the faith at knowing that it's it's going to get better. Um, but it's a great question, and it's one of those things that um, I'm sure there's more um, there's more studies out there and research on, on the actual brain center. There's probably a physiological point where they say, and maybe it's the id, right? I mean, maybe it's just as simple as it's just that it's that center that we have that's just seeking immediate gratification. I'm sure if we I'm sure we can maybe trace it back to thousands of years ago. You know, maybe cave people like why they did certain things, right? I think it's awesome that we get to
0: be kind of the the gr- group of the aware. And I think it starts with a lot of awareness yourself because, and, and in some respects, and it's a double-edged sword of awareness, because once you are aware, you are very aware of when you are punishing yourself. And, and that's, you know, that's, it, it can be painful at some times. And we retreat to comforts plenty, plenty of times. Uh, and in many reasons why. And I, I mean, I don't mean to speak of it from, you know, too much experience, but your bad habits can sometimes creep back even harder the second time around after you've broken them when you get let it get a taste again. And if you don't then protect the habits, then that you, you know, you've earned and go ahead and develop. That's why we can work out, change our body. And then again, boom, there's two years, I don't go to the gym again, you know, and but yet, I felt like in that process of changing my body, I'd never not work out again, you know, but yet other things start coming to the forefront and what you put to be, uh, to be important. But I think a lot of it starts with that awareness and also your vocabulary. I think the way that you self talk is the way that you're going to really start to reprogram a lot of the, the, problems that were already built into, you know, what you've self-talked yourself into. And, and uh, it reminds me of one of my favorite Zig Ziglar quotes, which is you failure is an event. It's not a person. And uh, many times we then do get attached to the results of our decisions. And if that result was a result that hurt, how much easier is it going to be to not even make that decision to put yourself into that pain? Uh, That's it, just my my opinion on that one. But uh, who, who else has got something else to uh, try to share and uh, help with the conversation? And I, I know we're over over time at this point, but anybody is welcome to stay, uh, you know, I, not, not volunteering Alan's time or anything, but I'm more than happy to chat with you guys, even if it's setting up a conversation for a later date, but uh, uh, enjoying the conversation and would love to hear what you guys continue to have to say.
1: And I just uh, wanna add one thing, so, sorry. Mr. Boozer, Dr. Boozer, one sec, just don't move. You're up next. I found one other thing I, I have to throw in there, Jim. You ready? And it's not the physiological answer, but I will say this, it does make a lot of sense to me. If, if we're in a program, you know, at 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, right? We're, we stay in that program, but something is trying to really get us to grow. Well, then to me, it makes sense that it's the path of more resistance. Because to me, it's sort of like saying, if you really wanna grow, then it's an investment, right? So it's actually in a weird kind of way, it's sort of like, yes, it's easy to keep falling into the path of least resistance, but it's there to say that, no, this is really growth. And so it's sort of like saying, it's showing you that real growth takes work. That's sort of the symbolism to me of why there's more resistance to it because it gets your antenna up that, whoa, I just had to challenge something and I had to change and that, that was hard, but man, that was a huge payoff that, that, that interrupted my normal like rhythm of things that maybe I'm just immediately gratified and I can kind of go through life sort of blindly and not really have to grow that much. And that's fine. I'm not saying that you can't have a great life that way. But I feel like that's the other reason why there is a path of more resistance. It's like a test. It's just sort of saying, "Hey, do you really want to grow? Do you really want to change? Because it's going to be work and it's going to feel hard, maybe up front, but man, you're going to get the payoff. And then you're going to realize, oh, maybe it's almost like saying, "Wow, it's like the fruit. It's sort of like what you what you sow, you reap kind of thing. It's like, whoa, i was I was challenged, and it was hard but man, there was a huge path and you, you that's a contrast maybe to the the life that people may be living where they keep getting immediately gratified. So it was just another, it's still not the biological answer I know you were looking for. I'm sure there is an answer in there, but uh, Mr. Boozer, I'm sorry, uh, you're, the floor is yours. You're fine,
4: Alan, I, pr- I appreciate you being on here and, and giving me the opportunity and you you as well, Kurt, too, to be here. Uh, you know, I, I pay attention to you, Alan, and uh, Mr. Trotsky, quite a bit. and uh, <laughs> you know i I think it has a lot to do with with the mental mind state uh, and 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 Kirk said it, you know, we listen to ourselves and and I, the human body, for most, I think, is naturally lazy, right? And it leads to the the path of you know least resistance. Uh, And instead of listening to ourselves, we need to talk to ourselves more. And I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it every day. You know, my wife, hey, take out the garbage. I'll give me five minutes. Uh, And that five minutes turns into ten. That ten minutes turns into fifteen, then twenty. Then the next thing you know, it's time to go to bed. I haven't taken out the garbage yet, and it finally gets done. But you know, if you if you can if you can challenge yourself and and say, okay, take out the garbage now, or you know, as kids. You know, hey, how many times you, your parents say get off the video games and you say, hey, keep, let me finish this game. Right. Or, or give me 10 more minutes or give me 15 more minutes. Well, if you challenge yourself to, OK, I'm going to get off this game now, make yourself feel good. You listen. And then maybe next week you do it twice. The week after that, you do it three times. And then you start in a routine. Your body starts to become aware that you're changing yourself. You're changing your mental thoughts. You get out of the graveyard. You become present, uh, and you start moving in the right direction. But uh, you know, I, it's I, it's it's tough uh, training the brain. Uh, I I live with a lot of regret from my childhood, and I wish I would have done things differently. Uh, but we live in a day and age where we can we can talk to you know people that that know things like you guys do, and, and hopefully learn from it and pass it on to you know everyone else that
0: we come in contact with so i appreciate those some some awesome words and I, I appreciate you having a way better beard than i'll ever have as well too for sure <laughs> but uh but no there there's some quality stuff and I, I mean i'm sorry to be rooting around as you're talking but you, you know you hit hit on something so strong The way we talk to ourselves and, um, and i i've got myself and you know they're they've upgraded plenty of these uh, by these days but it's a you know positive self talk card, you know, and if there's these different things of dude, you stand in front of the mirror and you affirm these different qualities of who you are, you're gonna, you know, when, when you're going through these things, you're gonna hit on the one that you know, oh, that is not me. And, but that's who I know I want to be and uh, start working towards. So like, I, I've got one, I wish I could, uh, you know, show it to you. And I, I thought I had it right here for myself, but, um, you know, and even that. I I've started to is, and I'm not even doing as much as I want, but I've started to really feel that difference of the way I even talk to myself in the mirror of just feeling that overabundance of confidence of, you know, just kind of going through this, this different motion. And it's got different ones for, you know, your, your associate, you know, working with in the work field where, you know, just your own personal relationships and then just even the way that you treat yourself as well too. But um, I think self-affirmation and self-talk is, is, is a big one. The way that we feed our mind is, is huge for sure.
2: Chris, I'd, I'd just like to add, i just like to add that, um, both boys have been to Trotsky's Trotsky Mongero's camps and, you know, for the coaches on the, on the call, I'm, I'm going to start uh, this year as the varsity pit, pitching coach of our high school. And I'm trying to bring a lot of, TTB, train the brain, you know, and all, all the acronyms and everything else that Trotsky has to our to our kids. Um, and it, it just um, I can't say enough about what they do and the way Nate has created that system of self-talk. So um, I appreciate you saying that because I, I think it's it's so real. And I it's the kind of thing that I wish I had when I was playing. Absolutely.
0: It's awesome. Chris, what you
1: got, man? His name says Jay Boozer, right? Who just talked. He, you mentioned something about get out of the graveyard. Can you expand on that? Yeah. I I missed the second part you said. Yeah. So
4: it goes back to Nate and and Alan and, you know, their conversations that they have, but, uh, Nate refers to a lot of us living in the graveyard, uh, and we're given, a, we're given a born date and we're given an end date, right? And that end date is when we, our, our sports career ends, so to speak. And a lot, and he refers to a lot of the, the sports careers ending too early for a lot of folks because the, they leave the game too early. And most of the people that he interviews leave the game too early because they, they mentally they couldn't control their thoughts which he feels and they feel take them out of the game earlier than what they could have been taken out of the game. Does that make sense? So for like me, I live in a graveyard. I have regret because if I would have known some of the things now, I feel like I could have taken things further with some of my athletics, so.
1: Thank you. And And I won't, I don't ever tell people like how they should feel, but I would say this about the word regret because maybe this will help. Everything that's happening on your path is exactly as it's supposed to happen, right? Because it did happen. <laughs> right. And I would say that everything in life has been a teacher. And the fact that where you're at now is you're quote unquote aware, to me is massive. So you may see it sort of like what you could have done, or if you would have had this earlier, I look at it a completely different way. Like, man, you got this. So now if you, if you have kids or you're out coaching or teaching, like how powerful is that? Like now you can be a conduit to this information. So I hope you, um, I, I'm an I'm a, I'm a optimist if you haven't figured that out tonight, but um, I just feel like, um, you know, I hope you look at, you know, you don't necessarily look back anymore with regret as much as you're just like, oh no, looking right. forward with that. hope
0: looking forward with hope.
1: And I mean, uh, John Maxwell says that there's
0: hope in the future, there's power in the present. And so, you know, we really got to make sure that that self-talk also guides us towards those different goals, but then those goals have to be met with broken down into daily actions that work towards getting us towards those different things that we're going towards. Um, I really wanted to ask, uh, you know, Greg, Gordy, Matt, anything that you guys got that that you would like to uh, add or anything like that? I'm sure then i put that on you, you're all three going to try to talk at the same time.
5: Yeah, you know what I, I keep hearing in this conversation and a few other ones that that I've listened to is that self awareness piece that 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 importance of um, really listening to yourself because we all have defaults that we run and you mentioned we get on autopilot and sometimes that autopilot is good but there's times when that autopilot isn't and if we don't take that time to to really just listen to ourselves and dive into it um, and utilize that self-awareness a lot of times our defaults are are disciplines that we don't want to or we shouldn't be involved in and they're bringing us down the wrong road so that's what I'm taking away from this today and you know one of the big things that I'm working with them um, with our players right now is, is that is just listening to yourselves and um, you know going into some self-talk and we can really get into positive self-talk but first we've got to listen to ourselves and figure out what is it that's going on inside our minds so um, great conversations I
0: appreciate it thanks you guys. I, I appreciate you, Greg. I mean, uh, just being a, a, a proponent for yourself and then all of us being able to take ourself and being able to help the others uh, around us, because how, how really can we make any impact on anybody else if we can't make a positive impact in, in our own life? Because they are looking to us as, as different pillars in some ways, because the same way that we have no idea where they're coming from when they leave practice or what's going on in their lives. They don't know what's going on in ours and it, and it's kind of up to us to be able to show them the proper ways to handle the challenges that come through the process to let them know that everybody's going to, the same wind blows us, the same wind blows on us all and it's just a matter of they have a little bit less experience at this time of how to handle those changing winds. Uh, Matt, I saw that you had turned, uh, turned yours on, uh, I'd love, love for you to go ahead and contribute anything you got. Uh, yeah, first, I appreciate it. Um, and this is kind of like spur of the moment for me. And it's definitely been a benefit um, this last hour. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Kind of one thing I wanted to uh, speak about was, I don't even know if it's possible, but um, how would you like, what are some tools that maybe you could track um, progress towards discipline. You know, if you're, if you're, you know, we, if I was speaking to a group of players, you know, talking about discipline and, you know, hey, um, you know, not being regretful and making sure that, you know, you you want to work towards where you're trying to go and, you know, instilling change, but how would you be able to implement change, um, you know, for that, you know, Document, documentation is going to be the way that you, that, that I think a lot of that is going to go. It's going to be intentional planning uh that's that's my personal opinion on it's 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 and and even when you make your schedule for what it is it doesn't mean that you're you know have to be a slave to your schedule it doesn't own your day but it helps you with an opportunity to be able to know what different things that do need to be accomplished for yourself and so i think there definitely is some measurability for yourself if you're able to take back and go through and say whatever happened this week on this day, this day, this day, this day, I got done what I said I wanted to get done. And if that doesn't make you feel better about how you're intentionally moving forward, then you know, then, then I think that would that, that probably isn't gonna be the case. Now, if that whole thing is filled with a bunch of stuff where you, you're trying to get out of some major ruts, maybe those first couple of weeks might be a little bit rough until you can get to some clearing for yourself and making up for some lost time. But um, it, that, that was my actionable uh, request of the group this week. Uh, along with one that I know Alan's going to be having with us talking a little bit about of a buddy system that, that we should probably talk about a little bit right here real fast before we get too, too deep into stuff. But just take, take this week and, and plan it. you know, try the, the best you can the night before to set a little bit of a schedule. You know, I, I can't really, I can really go through too much and be able to show, but you know, there, this particular book is a Zig Ziglar, you know, uh, called a performance planner it's a personal management and goals achievement system so it just breaks it down into the things that you thought you're going to do and then it breaks it down into okay what time did you actually do what what did your day actually turn into you plan it up here and then the timeline of filling it in and then at the bottom of that even as well too it's got these different boxes of you're checking off the things that you did that were important to your life it's got physical mental spiritual recreational family career social financial so that you're keeping documented track of what you're growing into for yourself. Uh, and this, this thing has been awesome for me. And I can tell you, as awesome as I'm holding a good book, I waste it all the time. You know, they're, they're, it, it's this is a habit that I'm working on developing for myself right here as well, too. And I know as I get better at doing these things, it's going to help me keep myself more accountable to different actions. Uh, and then I think that flows right into Alan, where I'd love for you to talk briefly about uh, maybe our, our little accountability system, our buddy
1: system that we're hoping to try to accomplish this week. Yeah, great. Um, Kirk, I love the idea of the writing down. And Matt, I would add this part. The writing down, all that information is really, really helpful. It can really change your life. But sometimes, you, not sometimes, I think you first have to find what is it that they want to change? So that book, for instance, up right away up front, I know right away I'm gonna at least have structure. I'm gonna know, like it's gonna make me think about physically what do I need to do, mentally, what I what do I need to do spiritually? So you're already off and running with this book, but I have found that it's really important to ask the individual, just like a gut check, what what do you feel like you need to work on that you're currently doing that you know maybe you shouldn't be doing or that you're not doing and you should be doing? So I actually like to get, I like to source what is going on. So there's two actionable things happening. I think on the front end, you have to first get in their head, you know, you have to first get them to express, like, where are they at in life? What what are they not doing that they know they should be doing, even if it's just 50 more swings a day or whatever? Um, And then what are they not doing that they need to be doing or what are they doing that they need to be not doing so i think matt the first place you want to go to is to really tap into them now they may need some help they may they may need they may say well what do you what does that mean like what am i doing you can give them an example like you know are you are you getting up as early as you want to are you going to bed as early as you want to are you are you drink having too much candy are you drinking too much soda uh, are there any things you're doing in your life that maybe you could cut out that would that you know is wrong for you, that really would make you feel better even if you don't really wanna give them up, right? So you give them some ideas, you give them your own, use yourself as an example, right? Like, hey, like I, I'll be honest, like I did early on in, this, in the Zoom call, right? I said, hey, I got things I need to work on, right? So I'm aware. So I think Kirk's, Kirk's like that's that, writing this stuff down and, and having direction and structure I think is, is profound. Like that is a huge deal. But I would just say this, first, maybe get with the player and help them identify what's going on. Because all of Kirk's stuff in that book is still going to hit a bunch of areas that maybe they're not even thinking about and you're not thinking about. And it's going to establish, as Kirk has said, which I need that book, Kirk, (laughs) it's going to establish sort of a game plan the night before for the next day. There's going to be tons of accountability in there. So you need that because as much as you have this great conversation and dialogue, maybe Some of it gets lost in the shuffle, although, of course, I would tell them, you know, you'd want to write down the things that they need to work on or the things they need to stop working on and make notes. And then also you have to find out, okay, is it three days a week in the gym or five? Like what what's in your heart? What's in your gut? Like what what's right there? Because we don't know that answer yet.
0: You're right. Maybe they're not going
1: to the gym. Sorry. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I was just agreeing with you. Sorry, I forgot that it was on.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, no, that's okay. No, no, no. It's all good. So um, I'm like, Kirk, go, man. That's you. Um, So maybe like you have like, maybe they're not going to the gym at all. And you have to be realistic and say, let's just go twice this week. Somebody else made that good point earlier about doing this incrementally. Right. But my point is, is it's twofold. That book is sort of like, that's like the big, the big sack of like, that's got like, a ton of stuff in there but i feel like you have to first get to the person you're
0: absolutely right though alan for sure because it's hard to start there but uh you had hit exactly on it where i wanted to tell matt one of. The, then you have to segment it a little bit more for yourself it's a it's about that identification of knowing what can i accomplish every day that is a great building block t- that will undoubtedly lead me towards better decisions towards different things and and from a personal standpoint mine right now is three things. I need to listen at a minimum to 20 minutes of personal development audio. I need to work out in some fashion for a minimum of at least 20 minutes. And I need to read at least 20 pages of a good book, nonfiction for myself, you know, personal development growth based book. Now, that that sounds like an hour. But you know what, while I'm working out, I'm listening to my personal development, I'm feeding my mind with some healthy stuff. And then I'm doing my reading. And I know 100% as a human being, How would I not grow as a person if I read every day, worked out every day, and listened to good audio every day? I mean, there's going to be monumental growth for me as a person. And that's what the whole point of even the goals that we're trying to set for ourselves and these different things that we're obtaining, it is not the goal that is the goal. It is who you get to become in the process of attaining those goals. That is the important aspect of what we're after. That is the championship right there is when you're able to feel like nobody can take away the fact that I am the champion of character for myself. And I'm not trying to steal the NAI slogan or anything like that, but it's just a matter of those are the personal victories that, that last longer than trophies. When, when you get to say for yourself, I accomplished something because then as we naturally fall, regress and do these different things, those are the strong anchors that we pull and hang on to, to know that this is where we can go. And we're replacing the past anchors of the failures that we were used to holding on to. and uh, not to go too, too deep into anything for anything so long, but I- I'm speaking from a personal uh, aspect of having peaks and valleys of my disciplines, just like Alan speaking of himself. I had a lack of discipline at 18 that ruined a full ride football scholarship that I earned for myself, a kicker, so kind of a football player. I don't obviously look like some kind of linebacker or anything like that, but I ran for myself for a very long time. And it wasn't until then I decided to come back into sports and for, for you young kids, Jim, this is for your kids. You do not get to go back and play junior college baseball at 30 years old, okay? That's not your path. That's not what you're not going to have a wife likely that allows you to do that. And uh, it, I there's better options for you before you go down that road, guys, for sure. You get plenty of time to not waste it. But what I'm saying is I had to get everything right there. I had to, I had to make some monumental changes that got my discipline in order, but then you, you get comfortable again. And, and that's where right now I, I finally found myself where this was going, you know, kind of finding this, this being placed on my heart, this being a calling that was given to me was, dude, yeah, awesome, you accomplished that. But I'm bored with your own story. That, that was not the point. The point wasn't to just do that. It was to get to where you were gonna go and then see farther. And that's with everything that we're trying to get to. It's We are mostly, it's either, it's either growth or decline. And I choose growth for myself. Uh, Austin, I appreciate you jumping on, man. I know you're uh, you're working out uh, for yourself. Uh, just to let everybody know, uh, Austin, I had the pleasure of uh, coaching Austin in uh, my summer league team last year, and he's uh, playing uh, ball at App State right now for himself. So he's going to go out there. He's going to be having an awesome year this year. You guys are going to be seeing him do some stuff for sure.
1: Hey, good stuff, Kurt. Gordy, did you want to add anything or ask anything?
6: Uh, Got to mute. There yeah, you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking. Uh, I'm I'm maybe almost three times uh, the age of some people on here, but um, you, you know all this stuff. Uh, and I've been a college coach for 35 years. Wow! So, Good for you. congratulations. Uh, thank you. All of this stuff that we talk about is a constant daily uh, issue for all of us and, um, shoot, just, uh, just doing this is, it helps to inspire. For example, I've, I've used the justification that I leave my grand dog at home all day long. So I skip my workout in the evening. And, uh, so just the last two days, I've just made sure that that's something that I do. And not worry about the dog so much, you know. And it seems like a minor thing, but she, she she'll wait for me, you know. She's gonna love me anyway, and she and, and all that. But I'm I'm uh, listening to a book right now by oh, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Start where you are. Uh, it's it's called, kind uh, of Ch- children, I think. Anyway. Uh, she talks in there about when we go back to thoughts, all the thoughts we have, and and I know just to, you know we have I don't know fifty or sixty thousand thoughts a day, and so many of them are repeating. But one of the things that we have to recognize uh, when we're trying to focus on something, but we've got all these thoughts going in, is that she she suggests just label it as a thought, and you know that's all it is. And then let it go. And so, even though I've been working on this stuff since I started coaching in the late '70s, um, it, we have to remind ourselves every single day um, because we get out of those, all those habits, and we can find ourselves starting over again. So, so I appreciate this opportunity to remind myself.
0: Gordy, that's awesome, man. I appreciate your service to the game for this long, and. And I hope that genuinely I get an opportunity for myself as well to get a chance to say that I've I've been able to be an, an impactful player in the game for, for that long, because I'm sure at this point, the major reward for yourself, is, regardless of the wins, regardless of the different things that are coming, the rewards are the young men getting to come back and, and, and show you the young men that they turned into.
6: Yeah, uh, no doubt that that's exactly what it is. And that's where, we go right back to the beginning of this whole Zoom session, talking about uh, you know, do you what do you do when a guy's late? And 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 I've learned, and after all these years, that the more I can just be genuine, then the easier it is to discipline the players. And realistically, I'm not really disciplining them. They they understand that. I'm genuine, that I care about them, I love them, and and nothing ever gets further than what it has to be. So there's no real discipline. It's all self-discipline or respect or whatever you wanna call it. That's
1: really, really cool, man. Corey, that's awesome. That's uh, inspiring, you've been doing it so long. You know what else is inspiring? And it's good for all of us, which is it doesn't matter how long you've been doing something that, just like I said with myself. I mean, this has going back 30 years, but um, it is something that is, it's, it's challenging. Um, and it's actually, it's like being in a community like this is great because we can all realize that, hey, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that's dealing with these. In fact, I was joking with Kirk before the call. And I said to him, you know, the people that are gonna be on this call, ironically, they're the ones that are more open and receptive to the path of more resistance in a way, because the, the ones that see the word discipline, maybe at first they're like, oh, that might be cool to, to listen to, but this goes back to Jim with the behavioral patterning, right? And they see the word discipline and subconsciously, it's like, um, I, don't, I don't know if I really wanna do something that's gonna have me do more work or whatever. It, there, there's, there seems like there's a path. So I was telling Kirk, the people that are gonna be on the Zoom call, ironically, are the ones that are that are actually open and receptive and, and ready to make changes in their life. That's not a guarantee, but I, I felt for sure. And uh, and so Gordy, I'm kind of echoing in a way things that you're saying as well. That it it just shows you that um, you know that we're first of all awareness. As I know, someone said the earlier self-awareness. Awareness to me is it's just one of the most important words in the English language. It it just life is to me, as much as anything, it is about having the ability to have awareness. Because without awareness, how are you going to make adjustments? Um, otherwise, there goes that autopilot, which if you're in a game and you're on autopilot, that's a good thing. I get it. But you know, if we're in life and there's things we need to adjust right. and we're not aware or we don't want to be aware, maybe it's a different way of saying it. Um, that's that's the part where it's it's, it's kind of it's kind of sad that there's people that maybe really they really do want to grow, but they they're just sort of in that loop with the programming. And so that's why I feel like people on this call, we're going to you know have a, a sense of awareness about this. Um, let's, Kirk, let's do the, um, the buddy. I'm sorry, did you want to say something? Well, I, I was just going to elaborate on, on that
0: as far as that it's it's a, a sort of a stigma aspect. Most of this is in the dark. Well, why would this be an individual thing like of of growth, of communication, of we all feel the same dang feelings of of pain, of love, of joy, regret, of just these different human emotions, yet we we turn a little bit of a blind eye of how they could be propellers forward instead of necessarily, things that are are holding us back because that's that's just not what things are at we're not these rocks you know that that don't feel and and just we we feel we are human creatures and that's why even with these disciplines and even these growth aspects that we're making that's why you better have a, some kind of system in place Because of all those thoughts, just like you said that you had, Gordy, and everybody has every single day, there's no way that we can make that many amount of actions to to pair it. But we have to be able to have some kind of filter that allows things to know what's going through. And the more strength that you have and what you know your mission is for the day, your purpose is for your life, it's going to make it that much easier to dismiss that thought and remove it from your equation of, of success for yourself. And uh, Alan, I know that you, you uh, I wanna get into this uh, buddy system as well too, but if you don't mind, uh, I wanted to ask Jim's kids uh, a chance to uh, to speak for themselves real fast and ask any questions that, uh, a brief question that they might have. Um. Yeah, I just, I agree with everything that has been said. <laughs> um. I especially
3: agree about with all the thoughts that we have, 60, 50,000 thoughts that we have every day. And if you can name those thoughts and um, replace those thoughts with um, more useful things, then you can uh, be more productive throughout the day.
0: We're going to be okay in life for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, good kids, Jim. Appreciate it for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you're gonna make me have to be doing some diving into Trotsky a little bit more as well, too. I mean, I'm from <laughs> I'm I'm from the California area, so I mean, I know I've I've heard it for for forever, but it, and and there's I'm understanding there's a dang good reason why they're going where they're going.
2: Yep, absolutely. Because they give it, they give the kids a system. They get they give them something concrete to, like Caden said, to replace if you have a negative thought on the mound here's how you turn that around very quickly. Um, but I think getting back to the theme of the, the night, uh, the, the discipline to, uh, to stick with that process is what I think they, they teach very, very well. Um, you know, Because otherwise, uh, kids just don't have you know, the resources to, to fall back on when they give up a home run or strike out or whatever. You know, and and so they they give them the the tools necessary. Uh, it's just a matter of them sticking to that process, right? Alan, I, w- I want you to go ahead and take a
0: take the buddy system uh, away for ourselves. We'll have a couple more thoughts, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap her on up and get us on the closing because guys, uh, I, I'm sure we could easily repeat the the, the epic uh, five hour night, but we're gonna we're, we'll. If, if we're hungry, uh, and, and I love what my, my head coach, Coach Lowe says, is uh, you leave them hungry. And, and if this is something that's been impactful in any of the slightest ways, uh, next week's topic will be accountability. So it's not that much off of uh, discipline itself, but this is going to be something that we get to do as a community building weekly. And that doesn't mean you have to be here every week, but they'll be recorded. They'll be placed on the site. And it's where you're at and your different timings, you'll be able to pick them up and, and be an active participant for yourself, if if not. But that's the beauty of what building a big community will be able to have is, hey, there might be the same people sometimes, and there might be a completely new group of people for sure. But we get an opportunity to continue being the people that move things forward for ourselves. And, and I really appreciate you guys being here uh, with that being said, for sure. So Alan, go ahead and take it away with a little bit of a accountability uh, buddy system that we got.
1: Yeah, thanks, Kirk. This will be quick, guys. I know it's late, so we'll, 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 we will we'll can wrap it on this. Caden, I just want to say that you said one of the most important things I think we could have heard tonight, which is we have these thoughts, but we want to replace them with useful thoughts. And what you said is really important because you not only are aware that the thoughts are there, but you're aware of a tool and a strategy. And it's very powerful. Um, Trotsky is one of my... my closest friends in the world and, and on a side note, when Trotsky and I text each other, just so you know, it's the same stuff. Like it's, it's acronyms, it's, you know, we do some talking, but there's always, every text we both write to each other has some of those acronyms or something in there because you become what you practice as, as you've heard me say tonight. He, he does live it and he is it. And he's actually one of the most disciplined and remarkable people I know from the point of view of, he is just spewing out constant messaging that is supporting and promoting so much of what we're talking about tonight. And it's real. And uh, he's impressive. He inspires me. I, I love, I feel lucky that he's as good of a friend as he is because even if I get a one-line text from him, it shifts my energy. Um, and I've just had so many deep, deep conversations with him. And uh, he's a deep cat, as you know, and uh, and he gives you tools. And those tools are, uh, every time he posts something for a camp, and I promise we'll get to the next, the last part, I retweet it all the time. And I actually put hashtag life changer. And I know to some people that might sound dramatic. I couldn't be more serious when I hashtag. So if you don't know Trotsky, um, go to YouTube, he actually has one of the coolest videos on YouTube for any walk of life. Uh, I believe it's called something about the sixth tool, but you'll see the video because he's standing with a bunch of kids against the fence and you just have to watch it. It's really, really impressive. Um, anything with Nate is impressive. So if you don't know Nate, I would urge you to go onto YouTube and check him out. He is a, he's a life changer and he's a life changer in five minutes. Um, So anyway, as far as the, the buddy system, you know, Kirk and I talked about this before we came on because discipline is so challenging and so difficult as we've all come to the conclusion tonight. um, Maybe at least until we get that train rolling. Right. Uh, It helps early on uh, to maybe have a support system. And I've never done this before, but I came up with this because I need help. <laughs> or I want accountability. I want support. So Kirk and I, at some point tonight or tomorrow, we're going to pick, I'm going to pick something and he's going to pick something for this week. And really it could be something simple. It doesn't have to be massive. It's just something I'm kind of like, you know, that's doable. Like I think mine's going to be wherever I have to be, even if it's a Zoom call or whatever, or if I tell someone I'm calling them at four o'clock, I I am going to, like, that's my accountability. And that's when I'm going to report back to Kirk. And I'm not saying I'm going to be perfect, but knowing I have a buddy uh, to be accountable to, I feel like, and I'm sure this is what happens with AA and stuff like that, right? (laughs) No, I don't know, but I'm, but I'm, but I, I do know, there's well because we know in all walks of life, there's sponsors, there's sponsors. So I would say, you know, tomorrow maybe whoever one of your best friends is, or or your spouse, um, or whoever fits that role that you feel comfortable doing this with. Um, and Jim's got two kids right there, so they can he can do it with the two kids, but. I would say, reach out to somebody and just say, hey, there's this one thing I've been wanting to work on and, and change in my life. And so for this week, I, I'd like to have you as my uh, accountability partner. And if there's something that you have that you feel like, because everybody's gonna have something probably, right? Unless, unless they're, uh, they're living on a mountaintop and you know, you know where I'm going. But, uh, but if you can find one thing with each other, it, again, we talked about this at the beginning, Make it achievable. Don't make it too grandiose to where it's gonna be overkill and almost, you know, tough out the gate. Make it reasonable. But make it fair to yourself where deep down you're like, yeah, it's gonna be a little resistance, and yeah, it's, it's it might be challenging, but deep down it's right. Three times a week is right, once a week is right, so every day for 10 minutes is right. You're gonna know what right is going back to Matt when you when you prompt your kids, what's going on in their life? This is a practice with yourself. You're going to go, okay, what do I need to work on? Or what do I need to stop doing? Um, what's reasonable so I don't stress myself out and I don't overkill this thing, but I want to give myself a chance to do this right. And I just feel like having a, a buddy or a quote unquote like a sponsor. Um, it already makes me feel more relaxed and more, actually, it makes me feel more driven to stick with the routine by knowing Kirk is going to be there, not to beat me with a stick if I don't do it, but he's just going to be somewhere that there are an answer to besides myself so that I have a harder time justifying and rationalizing because I'm going, to, I'm going to convey to him what mine is, how many times I need to do it or whatever the, whatever the quantifying is. He's gonna go cool I got it and then he's gonna give me his and then we're gonna check in. I, I probably would just say check in every day, it could be literally it could be 90 seconds. Exactly you just check in you ask your friend hey how you doing great uh, here, or you can write and say hey just want you know so far so good so. Try the buddy system. Some of you guys that are real, really good with this kind of stuff, you might say, I don't really need somebody. If I know, if I put my mind to do it, I'm gonna do it. And that's great. But I think for most human beings, back to gym again, <laughs> I just think it's just, um, there's something in us from maybe when we're just our formative years growing up and, and it's not right or wrong. It's just what it is and uh, for a lot of people. so. Uh, Alan, can I can I add on that
0: real fast? Uh, yeah. Find somebody that wants to see you win at, at, at what we're doing. You, you that partner has got to be somebody that that you want in your corner as well. And and that's just even a part of what this is, is you're building wins into your week of, of things that you can accomplish. And as athletes, we like winning. And if we can check off those boxes of things that we did that we know are hiding to a better self we're and and then know, okay, what can I do next week? So it's not a one and done. It's a building block into the growth, but just like Alan said, of not dumping too much on your plate at one time, let's get those wheels moving. Let's get the ball rolling and find for yourself some of those things. And you know what, if you want it to be me, I'm all ears. Go to, you know, email me on the site or whatever the case is going to be. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll pop my email here in the chat. You guys all probably are following me on Twitter or know how to find me on Twitter, because that's how we got on here. So I mean, send me a message. I'm I'm all in. If I get a chance to be a, any partial second of a positive influence in your day, man, please, I'm, I'm more than willing. And but on top of that, there's other people in your life that that want to see you win as well, too. And those are usually the people that most of us are gravitating towards and, and continuing to want to see us uh you know better ourselves.
1: Pick somebody who who's gonna hold you to your accountability. That's mm-hmm. a good one too. Mm-hmm. Make make it someone who who you know is gonna make you accountable. And I think that's also that was a really good ad, Kirk. So thank you. I,
0: so. I appreciate that. And well uh guys, I mean I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna get her uh towards wrapped up here and give us uh take us out on a little bit of a closing but before I did that um, you know, I wanted to give Alan back the floor real fast to uh, to be able to say his uh, his piece as well too. But uh, I, I won't say this in the next part. But man, I, I'm just thankful that you guys let me flap my gums for two hours at, at you and, and with Alan and and had a good year. With all the all the faces on the screen. I mean, it's it's I I don't I don't need hundred thousand people I need this group right here I, I need uh, the, the people in front of my face that want to be involved in their own rescue because that's that's how i feel about myself you know i I need to be involved in saving my own dang life because I know that my past personally is just built on self-destruction and and it's because i didn't have any structure and in that in that guidance and And now just even being able to have any opportunity of a small community and even the community that Alan and and Coach Sheets are being a part of building and just learning about the different peoples of the Trotskies and the different people like you're in the right place. So just take it to where it's at and and build those relationships, reach out to people that you feel like are gonna make you grow and take those chances. And and you're gonna be dang surprised how many people that you don't know want to see you better than some of the people that you do know. And, and I think that's just been a, an awesome part of my own human experience is getting to see how genuine people that don't have any knowledge of who I am, you know, are still willing to give me all of themselves. And, and I just want nothing else, but to be able to reciprocate that, back, back to uh to the group and to everybody else that I, I get an opportunity to be around. Sorry to, for a second closing Alan, but sorry about that.
1: No, listen, Kirk, thanks, A, for having me on. Thank you to everybody, you know, spending a couple hours. is a long time to, you know, sacrifice your valuable time. So so thank you to everybody sincerely. And um, I would personally love it um, if you're on Twitter, you can just DM, DM us. Um, I'd love to hear if you guys try that exercise out over the next week. I would love feedback um, to see how it's going, or maybe you just do some self-imposed Discipline on yourself and, and see how that works out. But that's why we do this stuff. You know, we love teaching, we love growing, we love feedback. So uh, please feel free to share it. And I'm available, as you guys probably know, through Twitter if you have a comment or a question or feedback as well. Um, you can hit me up there. And the last thing is, Kurt, you introduced me as the godfather of <laughs> metal game. And I think we're going to give the, the godfather piece to, to Ken. You know Ken Ravizza and uh, Bob Rattel has been doing it a long time, but I'm just of happy course, to be part. Course. I'm happy to be part of the, uh, you know, I guess the the support and the the movement to to bring this to or, you know people's awareness. But again, right. I can't thank everybody enough for being on. Caden and Caden's younger brother. We didn't get your first name, um, but uh, thank you guys, the family stoops, and and really everybody for for jumping on. This has been a treat, and I know I will. Selfishly, I'm going to get off of this Zoom call, and it will help my life out. So I truly thank everybody. I, I
0: appreciate it. And and guys, in you know, in closing, like here we are. You know, we're putting one foot in front of another, trying to build momentum towards finding other like-minded people who are interested in learning about the things that they can do to get a little bit better every day. And you know, a brief summarized story about the oil well called Spindletop, which is the single greatest producing oil well in U.S. history, speaks of how the man was offered the chance to have a company dig on his land for the chance to find oil and they would pay him per barrel for if they found it. Nothing to lose, everything to gain. So so he did it. And up it came. Instant millionaire. Or was he? No. Did he have it all along? We have a lot underneath the surface, but until we bring it to the top and take it into the world, we will never realize how we can be those things. So this is not a quick fix does not exist everything worthwhile takes persistent and consistent action but it all lives within you already but good intentions must be supported by effective actions david bird remember guys again failure is an event not a person Zig Ziglar. but you are what you are and where you are because of what goes into your mind and you can change what you are and where you are because of what goes into your mind So, thank you for taking your time this evening thank you to alan jagger for being such a positive influence to myself I'm really rooting for everything that that guy does. And, you know, thank you everybody. And, and I, I hope you guys have a great night. I hope you guys go and had, have a, an awesome week. And uh, if I get the pleasure of having you on again next weekend, I can't wait.
1: Awesome. Thanks again, Kirk. Thanks again, everybody. Thank Thanks, you guys. guys. Really
0: appreciate your time. Thank you guys.